Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, friends. Welcome to Wednesday night. Good to have you on board again. What a great time it is. <laughs> We're about to celebrate again for many, you know, for uh, what is it, 2022 uh, the birth of Christ, and uh, we're so excited. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Jesus Christ is uh, Lord, and and He should be Lord of your life. And you know, it's it's so much. Uh, we have so much hustle and bustle going on at this time of the year. Sometimes it's it's easy to to get distracted and and forget what we need to do. What we need to do is is give our hearts to the Lord and follow Him, and uh, praise Him and worship Him at all times. You know. Uh, Praise and worship, I talked about this last week. I'm going to talk about it some more because I believe the body of Christ uh, really needs to hunker down and say, I'm going to bless the Lord and praise him at all times. But the uh, it opens the flow of blessing to our lives. You know, uh, receiving what God has already uh, provided, He he's not withholding any good thing, Scripture says, uh, from those that would come after him, that would seek him. And uh, worship should be the focus of our lives on, a, on an everyday basis. Now, the enemy wants, as you probably know, he wants control of your mouth. <laughs> but you know, God needs control of it too. And he, if he can fill your mouth, the enemy can fill your mouth with worry and fear and anxiety and, and lack and all these other things, then God is, is handicapped. <laughs> you think, how could God be handicapped? Well. He's, he only moves in line with what you say. He only moves in line with what you agree to. Amen? Now, if you fill your mouth with praise and worship, and you fill your mouth with the Word of God to a wonderful God who has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness, then you can have those things because you will be filled with His presence and your mind will be stayed upon Him. As Isaiah 26, 3 says, you, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. In other words, you keep your mind on God, He'll keep you in peace. Amen, isn't that good news? Because in the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the, and the Prince of peace will be in your life. That's what we need today. So many, so many things, so many temptations, so many distractions, so many things trying to draw us away from the presence of God. And you know what? Praise and worship will bring the presence of God, the anointing of God. And it calls, you know, it calls us to, uh, the anointing will what? It says the anointing will destroy the yoke of bondage. In other words, things that will hold us back from having what God uh, says we can have. Now, I used this scripture last week. I love this scripture. In Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord when, when everything's going well, when when the times are well, when I, I got all the money I need and all my finances, my health is good and all that, and my relation. No, at all times, the psalmist said, David. David said that when he was being, a, I've said this before, he was being pursued by Abimelech who was trying to kill him. And so he said, I will bless the Lord when, at all times in the good times, in the bad times, the not so good times, whatever, when, when trouble comes, when trouble, I'm free of trouble, it, all times, all means all, and that's all there is to it, right? Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, big word here, continually be in where? 
in my mouth. Amen? Amen. You know, uh, the scripture says you're to worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Well, guess what? If you're not worshiping God, you're probably serving somebody else. Amen? And we want to do that. We want to be able to serve God. But it says, in your mouth. So what do we do? We have to open our mouth and say something. It's, I, I truly believe that we live in a day where we become spectators if we're not, uh, if we're not careful. Spectators, like we, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, I've said this before with other, you know, I, I love sports and I love basketball and baseball and stuff, and and I like to go uh, uh, watch and and see a games like the U of I or something uh, play, but you know what? I would rather play the game. I would rather be doing it. That's why I'm still playing softball at my age and and getting out and shooting a basketball once in a while because I like to do it. I got to be participants, but you got to do something with the kingdom of God. You you can't be a a sit back and watch what the pastor says. That's for instruction. How many of you know God gives us instruction and our responsibility is to follow that? And he says, say unto the mountain, Open your mouth and bless the Lord. Open your mouth and praise the Lord. Open their you will he will be all that you say he is. And I'll read that scripture again pretty soon. But uh, my soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotions, shall make its boast in the Lord. Are you boasting about God? <laughs> A lot of people boast about who they are and what they've done and how much they have and all that. But how about boasting about the Lord, about Him? about uh, the Father God and Jesus who came to save us from our sins and deliver us from our sins and, and give us a, a life that we couldn't even imagine. And then he sent a precious Holy Spirit. How about boasting about that? And, and, and boasting when nobody else is around. You know, you can boast about God. God, I thank you. I thank you that you're a God of great salvation. I thank you that you saved me and set me free from trouble in my life. Amen? And it goes on to say, the humble shall hear of it and what? And be glad. The humble people. Now, everybody isn't going to accept it. How many of you know in the society and culture we live in today, they're not, they don't want to hear it. But the humble, the people that know that they need something greater than what's in their life already, they'll hear it and they'll be glad. Amen? Amen. Then it goes on to say, uh, oh, magnify. Well, now we talked about that before. What? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Make him louder and larger than anything you're going through. All the problems, all the cares, all the worries, all the anxieties, whatever may be attacking you. Make him bigger and larger than those things. Amen? Amen. And let us exalt or lift up his name together. Exalt his name. Oh, isn't it a wonderful time of year to be reminded of that and and begin to do it again? Let us exalt his name. Then the psalmist said, I sought the Lord. In other words, I came after him. He's a rewarder of those who what diligently seek him. That's what it says over in Hebrews. Those that diligently seek him. Not just part-time attenders, not just part-time uh, uh, Christians. You know what I mean? It's those that seek after him. I sought the Lord. And what did he do? And he heard me. Hallelujah. And he delivered me from all my fears. Wow. What a, what a, what a, what a wonderful 
thing to know when you're in fear, ever been in fear and then you get relieved because you find out that there's an answer to that and you don't have to put up with it. And, and isn't that good? He delivered me from all my fears. And, and it goes on to say, they looked on him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. Hallelujah. Now the, the note down here says, one of the Psalms most quoted in the New Testament is this in an alphabetical uh, Psalm or poem, though imperfect in parts with each verse beginning with a, uh, six, um, uh, a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And, and so it says, this is the Psalm that we're afraid. It's not his fault. If he's not moving in our life, it's ours. Call on him. The scripture says, call on him and he will answer you. Amen. That's what we're to do in the midst of whatever's going on in our lives. Now, I read this last week and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to read it again. In Hebrews 13, 15, in the Amplified Bible, it says, Therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise at all times. That's what the psalmist said. I will bless the Lord at all times. This says, uh, at all times, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. That's a hard issue, my friends. Who are you glorifying? Who are you magnifying? Who are you worshiping? It, it, in this world we live in today, we worship all kinds of things that have nothing to do with uh, God. Isn't that true? Now, over in Luke chapter 17, the importance of, of, uh, of worshiping and praising God. You know, it can bring deliverance. It can bring freedom. It can bring so many things when you worship God for what he has already done. And we find the story here in Luke 17 and verse 11. It's about the story of the 10 lepers. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village. There met him at him 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. Listen, he's given them instruction. If you listen to the voice of God, he will give you instruction, and it, you, it will bring your deliverance, your freedom. And it was that they, as they went, they were cleansed. Amen. They were cleansed. How I many you know leprosy was, they weren't allowed to go near anyone. The lepers weren't. They had leper colonies and you had to stand at a distance. And you had to, uh, when people came around you, you would have to yell out, unclean, unclean, because your skin, it, I, I don't know, I have some issues with my skin on occasion, but it's not leprosy. But listen, lepers were, were, uh, uh, banished to a place that they didn't have any any relationship with with other people. So it says they were cleansed. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, a loud voice glorified God and fell on his face, giving him thanks. And, and, he, and he was a Samaritan. A, a Samaritan. This He wasn't even a Jew. He wasn't part of God's people. He was, and it was hated by the Jews, but he was the one that returned. And listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said, were there not 10, 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? 
In other words, every one of them got freed from uh, their leprosy. They got healed of their leprosy. Were there not 10, he says? Where are those other, other nine? Where, where are they at? Why didn't they come back? Why aren't they glorifying the, the God that healed them right there? Then he says, were there not any found who re returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? He's saying that right there. And then he says to the man, and he said unto him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. But then it says in the King James Version, it says, made you whole. In other words, wholeness. I'm not sure what will happen there, but he was made whole. And every it may have even had a miraculous thing happen to his skin because leprosy will cause your fingers to fall off and joints to fall off. Every kind of thing will come against you. I'm not sure, but it sounds to me like he made him whole. In other words, he, he was worshiping God and it made him whole. Now it says in, in, in the notes down here, it said, ingratitude did not deny Christ's mercy to the nine. In other words, they called on him and he, he responded, amen, but did deprive them of fellowship with him. And as the process of leprosy was, was stopped, but proper gratitude and respect was, was due the Lord. Amen? That's what we need to know. Jesus answered and said, were there not nine, were there not nine more? Where are the others? Amen. We have to recognize praise and worship would do so much in your life. You, we've talked about this. Jesus will be who you say he is. Who do you say that he is? Well, I say he's my healer. They were, he was made whole, totally put back together. He went from cleanse to wholeness. Listen, praise and worship can deliver you because <laughs> you're thanking God for something he's already done. You're thanking him for who he is. You're thanking him for he, he can come into your life and, 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 and give you what you need. Praise and worship, and worship will bring the anointing. And what will the anointing, according to the Bible, it will destroy the yoke of bondage. How many of you know when your sickness is bondage, uh, depression is bondage, lack is bondage, uh, all kinds of things that you can be in bondage. It, it's called a yoke. And when you have that yoke, the anointing can destroy the yoke. But what brings the anointing? When you worship God, you bring his presence, you bring his anointing. And the praise brings deliverance. Now, we find this story, and you, you're familiar with this if you've listened to me uh, before. But it's one of my favorite stories also. I mean, you know, there's so many good stories in the Bible. Now we find it over in Acts chapter 16, and this is the story of Paul and Silas. And, and Paul and Silas were, had cast the devil out of a, a, a girl that was being used by men to make money. And she was uh, in divination, and she was fortune-telling, and, and so forth. And they, what they did is they captured them, or they arrested them, and they charged them, and they beat them. <laughs> uh, you know, we think about the... The, the persecution we have here in America when somebody, oh, I don't believe in, in Jesus and I don't believe in that and I don't believe in all that stuff and I don't do, that's not persecution, my friends. Real persecution is when you get beat for doing something well and something right. And they put them in the, in the, and fastened their feet in the stocks and put them in the lowest bilge prison. But listen to what happens. Paul and Silas, in the midst of their midnight hour, in the midst of their trouble, 
At midnight, it says in verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Amen? Now, what would they have been doing if they'd have been griping and bellyaching and stuff? I imagine the prisoners are like, shut up, you're in here with us, <laughs> we're in here too. But they couldn't, can you imagine that? Could you imagine these two men have been just beaten, I'm sure they were beaten uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bad, and yet they're in that prison and they're singing and praising God, singing hymns to God. They're worshiping God in the midst of their trial. Suddenly, listen to what happened. Suddenly there was an earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. Listen, right in the midst of their trouble, they I'm sure they weren't praising God and saying, oh God, you got to get us out of here. They weren't doing that. They were saying, Lord, we love you and praise you. <laughs> we can't, oh, we just thank you for the opportunity to, to be suffering as you suffered, Jesus. And we thank you for all you've done for us and continue to do for us. But they weren't doing that. But then it says, and the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison door open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now listen, the prison doors come open. They're in a, uh, a very precarious position there. The doors open. Everybody's freed. Paul and Silas don't run out and, and leave them. Uh, and, and the jailer, who's fearful for his own life because he's, he's allowed them to, to escape, he, he sees them and he heard them, I'm sure, praising God. What must we do to be saved? Listen, praise and worship can bring your deliverance. Amen. You need to do this on a regular basis. You can't just once in a while. And it goes on to say, sirs, what we must we do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, why did he say you and your household? I'm sure uh, part of this was due to the fact that this, this jailer uh, had good relation in his household. In other words, he wasn't, uh, uh, his household wasn't all broke up and going different ways. And, and the household, when Paul said that, I don't know if he was saying that by the Spirit or if he knew that they, if you got the father, <laughs> you're probably gonna get the children and the wife. Amen. And it goes on to say, then they, uh, then they spoke a word of the Lord to him and all who were with him in the house. And he took at that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and his, and all his family were baptized. Listen, the note says that here, this is the power of praise in action. Although it must be remembered that Paul was in prison at other times and kept uh, kind of, this kind of spectacular event did not occur. But we also find that when, when we see that, here's what praise, uh, praise does. Praise, study this example of power of praise, even in difficult circumstances. Beaten and imprisoned, Paul and Silas responded by singing a hymn of praise, a song sung directly from the heart to God. Amen. Do you ever do that? Do you ever sing a, a song... You're by yourself. You're not nobody around. You're not trying to 
just uh, you know to be along with what the crews do everybody's doing and you know, on Sunday or something you're just sitting there and saying Lord I thank you and you begin to sing a song out of your heart I love you Lord and I praise you and magnify you that's I'm sure that's what they were doing and they sang this song out of a heart of praise beaten and in prison Paul and Silas uh, responded by singing a hymn of praise, a song sung directly from the heart. The relationship between their song of praise and their supernatural deliverance through the through the earthquake cannot be overlooked. Praise directed towards God can shake open prison doors. A man was converted, his household saved, and satanic captivity captivity overthrown in Philippi. Today as well. Praise will cause every chain of bondage to drop away. Amen. When you, you, when you are serving God and things do not go the way you planned, learn from this text. Praise God triumphantly and gloriously. Amen. 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 That, that is so important. So important. And it said over, I read this last week, but I want to uh, talk to you again. It says over in, in John chapter 4, and at what time we have left, I just want to bring this out again. Jesus asked this riveting question to his disciples. Whom do you say that the Son of Man is? And they, they said John the Baptist, Elias, or, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then he says to them, who do you say that I am? So important. Who do you say that he is to you? Okay, is he your Savior? I hope he is. If he isn't, you can ask him today, right now. Lord, come into my life. I need you in my life. I'm a sinner and, and I need you to be my Lord. Amen. Uh, is he your healer? Well, well, I'm sick. I know, but is he your healer? 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the price by the stripes he put on his back. Amen. So you begin to say that. Who is he to you? Who is he to you? Amen. I was, I was reading John 4. I, <laughs> sorry about that. I got all my wrong scripture. But how do you, who do you say he is? That's, that's over Matthew 16, by the way. Whom do you say that he is? Then there's another place there. The Father is seeking those who will worship him. He told the woman at the well. We need to know these things, my friend. How do, how do we get freedom and, and deliverance and, and healing? and whatever? Not only do we know the word, confessing the word is one thing, which we should do, but then we should begin to worship God for what he's already done. Amen. And praise him for what he's already done. If you, if you, the last couple of scriptures I want to use, Psalm 63, uh, 1 through 5, I want to read that. The psalmist, if you, if you want to talk, hear about worship and praise, go over and read the Psalms because uh, it's so wonderful to know that uh, back in the day, see, we had the Holy Spirit come to live on the inside of us. They had, they had upon them the kings and, and, and the priests and so forth, but they worship God. David worshiped God. The psalmist worshiped God. Amen. Oh God, you are God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Amen. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen. We're to praise God. We're to magnify God. Listen, 
you will <laughs> you will worship what you what you revere and what you if you if you love God if you say you love God then we ought to praise him we ought to worship him Psalm 100 real quickly before we get off here I'm about to run out of time it seems so short sometimes <laughs> Psalm 100 tells us how how to get there Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good that his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures forever. There's a good reason to praise God right there. So you can begin to take a psalm like that and read it out loud to yourself. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you and praise you for who you are. Worship will bring deliverance because praise and worship brings the anointing of God to your life. I pray tonight that you'll get this. Christians, brothers and sisters, we need to praise God and worship God at all times so we can see him move mightily in our lives and see greater things come to pass because we do that very thing. He will not let us down. He will not ever leave us or forsake us, but we need to revere him and praise him and worship him for who he is. Amen? Amen. I pray you do that tonight and, and you will be blessed. Guaranteed you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you've provided for us everything we'd ever need in this life and the life to come. How could we not worship the God that loves us so much that he gave his son? And we thank you and praise you, Jesus. And thank you and praise you, Father, for what you did. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in our life, helping us, leading and guiding us, comforting us, and, and showing us things to come. So we thank you for that. And I just pray at this, especially at this time of year, when Christmas is upon us here in another week or so, that we would reach out and, and, and have the blessings of God and praises of God in our heart and just reach out to other people and be a blessing as you blessed us, letting them know about the great Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.